I want to get out there and just like let my instincts take over and mm -hmm. let the fact that I've fucking you know I've spent the better part of my life playing music and right. enjoying it and you know singing and playing is like at the root of like just me trying to stay healthy in my life yes it makes me more happy than anything mm -hmm. else I mean like <laughs> um here I am the first thing you think of when you sit down and you play something First thing that pops in your head. Pay attention to it. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? Do it. You just thought of it. Fucking put it there. Yeah. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of The Wandering Wolf. I am your lowly, humble host, uh, but, but decent self-esteem nowadays, uh, Jonathan Wolf, Yoni Wolf. And it is my pleasure to be here for you. Great show today. Interview with uh, rock and roll legend, indie rock hero, Lou Barlow. Okay, Sebado, Centrado, Folk Implosion, Dinosaur Jr. Uh, there's another one, like an early band that I never heard, that I can't remember the name of, where he first started. But yet, this is a this is a legend. This guy's been around and doing it, doing it, doing it, and doing it right for years. Uh, I am in the midst of a sort of I don't want to say a fast, but I, I'm eating. I'm eating just plenty, but but only my mom's homemade chicken soup, pretty much. A little bit of beef soup that she made for me as well. Uh, soups, and then just a, ripe, a, 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 a little bit of over, you know, super ripe bananas. A decent amount of those. I eat, I think I ate six bananas yesterday. I, I, I eat, when you have such a limited diet, you, you tend to have a what... K.D. Lang would call a, a constant craving. Um, and and I, so I have that right now. I just want anything. I could eat anything right now. And maybe that makes me realize that I'm used to putting things in my mouth, you know, sometimes for the wrong reasons. Or maybe this craving is is a necessary, maybe it's like a vitamin craving. Like I need, like I would love to eat some fruit right now or nuts or I mean, my, I'm a simple man with simple, simple desires. I don't dare dream of, of like a creme brulee or something like that right now or, or you know, some sort of like a barbecued meat. Uh, boy, maybe I do dare, but I don't, but I wouldn't dare, you know, to actually go that route. But yeah, so it's a little limited. I've been having some issues lately and that's my reset for this diet that I'm on the, the specific carbohydrate diet uh, is to start, sort of start with chicken soup and work my way up from there very slowly to sort of reset the system. And it, it does help every time I do reset like that, start at the beginning of the diet because um, it's a progressive diet. Um, and eventually you're allowed to eat a whole lot of stuff, just like no grains and no, uh, 
sugars and starches or whatever, but but it's a it's a pretty pretty wide diet once you're once you're uh, all the way on it, which I've never really been all the way and been healthy. Um, you know, yeah, I've had some times, but uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. I'd love some applesauce right now. Uh, I'd kill for like a, a a pumpkin pie, an SCD pumpkin pie. Or, or some cheesecake, but dairy's been treating me wrong. So I have this MRI coming up on Wednesday, and we're going to get to the bottom of things, hopefully, and see what's going on. My guess is that not much will be revealed by it. They're like, okay, well, you look the same as you did. Like, you have this one ulcer. It's not that bad. You know, I, I don't know. They, they can't see the the activity, uh, the, the, the wars waged between quote-unquote good and bad bacterias in my gut and who's to say which is which because who's to say what the positive outcome is maybe my death is the necessary outcome of these wars and uh, will will transition into a new phase in the universe a post yoni wolf phase in the universe that might be necessary for the growth uh, and continuation of the universe. Maybe I would have had a hand in the decimation. Who am I to be so egotistical to assume that I might have a hand in the decimation of this universe that we live in here? But who knows? The, the, the fucking the Lord works in mysterious ways, right? Anyway, who's to say what's good and what's bad in my gut? But they can't see that what's going on. And that's, you know, essentially what the, what the SCD diet preaches is that there are, you know, there's a balance in the gut that must be maintained between, you know, tiny biology, microbiology, and that when you have Crohn's or, or one of these other, uh, intestinal disorders, I guess I'll say that things are, imbalanced and essentially what they would preach is that the evil is taking over in your gut oh the evil related in my mind to psychology to indecision uh to depression to anxiety uh to waiting for someone to email you back after you've emailed them five times and you're a little worried that they won't and you don't know why you're wondering if it's something you did did you creep them out? Did you say the wrong thing? These are all neuroses that we all have, though, right? We all have that. We all have that, right? We all have that constant craving. <laughs> I, you know, I've been all right, man. I, I, I've been working on some new songs post the, the work I did on the Lord song where I'm at with it. Uh, I, I, I have been writing and... I feel I feel like uh, I'm ready to go for the most part. You know, the 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 physical stuff does beat me down. The the more I have to deal with the physical issues, the more when when you have a digestive system that's working right. Any of you that aren't like soaring at the height of your creativity and capabilities, I don't have any goddamn sympathy because if your digestion is working right, um. I mean, obviously, there are other physical issues or ailments and, and maladies that can come to you that, that, that can slow you down. But if you're physically doing well and you feel good, I have no sympathy 
for your your uh, slow creative process because when I'm when I'm going when my blood is is uh, is full and when I when my digestion is good I am aggressive I am united within myself and I am moving in one direction and that is forward okay you know that band One Direction and they should have a song forward if they don't I could write that for you One Direction if you if you're interested I'm down. My guest today, Lou Barlow, you know, I, my first knowledge of him, well, I believe is from the kids' soundtrack, honestly, in, in the mid-90s. Uh, my friends and I were obsessed with that movie, Kids. I guess we related to those characters. You know, we, we kind of like, we were sort of, uh, you know, graffiti-ish kids. I mean, some of us were graffiti kids, my little crew in high school. Some of us were not, but... But, uh, you know, we, we listened to New York rap music. Uh, we were mostly white kids. Some of us were skateboarders. I was not. But we, we, somehow we related to that movie. Now, that's a, that's a bleak movie to relate to, but we did. And, uh, yeah, so, so we knew the soundtrack well. Uh, and Folk Implosion had a few songs on the soundtrack. And I think Lou might have curated the soundtrack to that movie as well. So that was my first awareness of him when I was maybe 15, 16. Then I remember later hearing the name Sebado, and I didn't know that they were related, but I think I must have been like 18. And my friend's older brother um, was deep into Sebado. And to me, that sounded like, I, I assumed it was like heavy metal music or something like that because of the name, like, I don't know, like Sepatura or something. These names just got lumped into my head and I assumed it was like, like got kind of goth, hardcore metal. This, none of this matters. This is not what the music is. It's very personal. Uh, it's very melodic. It's beautiful music uh, with a rock and roll backbone, indie rock backbone with soaring, beautiful melodies and very personal lyrics. Not soaring melodies. It's, it's not Celine Dion or anything like that, but well thought out pop songwriting sort of, you know, and, and uh, that's all I really have to say. If you haven't heard of Lou, you're probably in the younger generations and you haven't been uh, in, in, inducted yet. You haven't been induced. You haven't been, God, my vocabulary, sometimes I just forget words, but, uh, you know, you haven't seen uh, where he's at yet. But, but uh, this will hopefully inform you a bit and then you can check out his music. It's all over the uh the web and in, in your local record stores they've been around they've been doing it okay and dinosaur jr of course i know you've heard of that that's like maybe even more famous and uh he is the bass player in that band i think and uh, also i think helps write songs too so yeah let's get into this conversation with Lou barlow I'm at Carl from Joyful Noises House with Lou Barlow here uh, in the basement. Hmm. Where we, uh, we recorded songs yesterday. You recorded yes. a song. I recorded a song. That's right. We did these. We did a song. They got mixed, sent straight to a lathe, and cut onto a uh, record. I want to say vinyl, but yeah, plexiglass. Within, within a half an hour of the performance of the song, it was being committed to vinyl. That's old school. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I was thinking about this this, this morning, uh, and, you know, I, I've been doing this since, 
I was about 18. Do, like when I say this, I mean like record making records and mm-hmm. touring and doing that. And you've been doing this since I was like six. <laughs> <laughs> really? Six, seven, eight. I don't know. Well, when were you? When were you born? If I can. Seventy nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seventy nine. All right. So I was born in sixty six. Okay. I don't know where else to go with that. <laughs> well, you're, so Although you're, I just yeah. said these numbers, and I'm now I'm really confused. But so so does it does it feel like it's been that long? Do you have times where you like, uh, or is it, or does it stay fresh somehow for you? It stays pretty fresh. And how do you how do you do that? How do you keep it fresh? I don't know if I do it. I mean, I I just truly feel like I've never figured it out. So. You're all, you're always trying to trying to figure it out. So on I'm each, always trying to figure it out, and I feel very grateful that I'm actually allowed to keep figuring it out over and over again. Right. You know that I can be in my 40s now and still figuring it out. Yeah. I mean that's a real. And the world waits for you to figure it out a little. It's, bit I mean more. it's kind of amazing, you know. I mean because I've, I mean it's amazing to you know to be playing. Now I mean because I mean obviously I guess you would be slightly a gen. I mean if we could put. You know this kind of music and generations. You're sort of a generation after my generation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so to think that I could play shows now and share the stage with bands of your generation. I mean, that's right. still. I'm just like, how can this still keep happening? And I'm, I, and I'm considered old. <laughs> and you're actually the on their way out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So like, you've been around for a while now. I mean, that's true because we played a show together. This surprised me that you remember this, by the way. I, I, well, I do remember because people were talking a lot about the Anticon thing. Okay. Back then, I don't, and when was that? Was like around two thousand. That we the two, show three. we played was oh three, I think. Yeah, that's my guess. Because I remember, yeah. So, so yeah, that's. So you're sort of you've been around for a while. I was actually surprised. I mean, like oh, the same. So I thought around. it was different. I was like, oh, this is that Anticon thing. Oh, right, right. Got it. Okay, because I remember the show we played. Yeah, in Glasgow, and so anyway. So you're, you're that's I, great. Yeah, it's your yeah. <laughs> I'm still doing. Yeah, so I, I can see. Yeah, you're actually doing better now. I mean, you're actually still growing. Am, Am I, you, I? I don't know. I, I don't think know. you are. It's, it's From really what I can tell, I mean, when youngsters like Carl start talking about it, I'm like, well, okay. So that's good, you know. So you made that. You made the sort of the leap over the the aughts. You know, over the 2000s. Mm-hmm, so you've mm-hmm. made it into this new thing. So that's true. I, you know, that's something because you know a lot of my friends kind of stopped doing it. You know, what I mean, after a while, mm-hmm. I think that's a fairly typical response to to the years. Is that you're like, okay, now I'm going to get a job and get and you know get married and have kids and have you know yeah. and uh, settle it down or whatever. But the, you're married and you have kids, but you but you keep it. I keep playing. Yeah, that's all I can do. Really, but you're you're established. You know, you you're at a point where you, you don't have to muscle it out like you used to. I assume. Um. No, I mean, I guess there are some people that are just willing to throw me a bone here and there. There's chari- There's still some charity out there. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's like what it kind of what it comes you down to. You think so? Yeah. No, I you, think, don't, you don't feel like you you've you've earned it. Um. Yeah, maybe on some level, you know. I mean, I, I like the idea that, like, on some level, you know, I there are people that know about the stuff I've done, and they're generally musicians. So I like that. I like the idea that, like, I've I've sort of contributed to the flow. You know what I mean? But as far as like, you know, having a an adoring audience that sort of is a, you know, <laughs> as far as having like a steady audience that has allowed me to go through this, I, it's not so much. You know, I think you, it's so like, you haven't had like a like you know we have we have like. 
you know, we're not we're not a f- famous band or whatever, but we have our 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 loyal fans that like you know yeah. the type of people that like you know if you go to this town, you know you know that this group of people is going to be out. Mm-hmm. You have you must have that. Yeah, but it's a <laughs> yeah. Does it dwindle? Are you, it's dwindled. Yeah, it, it's gotten smaller. Yeah. So so when did you feel was the heyday or maybe it's not yet let's let's say oh, it's that would not be yet great. that would be great i mean i guess well it depends i mean i'm, I'm I've, I've got this i'm really fortunate that i actually have a, several i mean i sort of operate on a couple of different levels so i have i'm the bass player with dinosaur jr who are i mean you know like we we started you know we did our first tours in 1986 right so so you, yeah, you, was, you would have been seven. I was, I was <laughs> seven whatever. years old, man. So yeah, we old. were doing our first tours in '86 and '87. Um, so and you know, and I had a hardcore band to put out a record in 1984. Right. So. Um, so anyway, I, what's my point? I don't know. What well, I, well I, I was wondering what the, <laughs> what the when did you feel was like the hay. Oh, the heyday was definitely like 94, 95. 94, 95. Like, yeah. like after Nirvana, basically. Yeah, after Nirvana. Like, broke the doors down, I guess. They kind of broke the doors down, but I mean, to be perfectly honest, like before Nirvana happened, we were already kind of like, back then, I mean, bands were, you could be in a crazy band and tour and do well. I mean, yeah. I mean you know, like Nirvana didn't break down the door for Jesus Lizard. You know, they were right. already playing to hundreds of people in every town they went to. I mean, and they just took it there to was a, a real, insane other they level. They took it to an insane other, le- other level, but you can't really ignore the fact that, like, there was this really thriving underground happening mm-hmm. beneath that that would have gone on whether Nirvana had happened at all. So, it's, I mean, to me, it's, it's debatable that, you know, Sebado really, or even, you know, I mean, benefited from Nirvana because. There was a pretty, there was a thriving scene. I mean, right. there was a thriving they, independent you, scene. You could say that Nirvana is a is a product of that scene. They're a product being of being there already, just exactly. bu- you know, bubbling under the surface, and they were something that happened to bubble above the surface. Exactly, because yeah. like, I mean, things like Superchunk, Pavement, Sebado, yeah. all yeah. that shit. It was all. It was doing real well on its own. Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't like it. Didn't we? You know, I mean. I mean, because in a lot of ways, I mean, we were peers and the people who liked us were more or less our age group. And we all kind of wanted, you know, we all sort of, I mean, it's just like any particular scene or generation of people. I mean, we kind of, there was a real shared thing that was going on. And uh, yeah, so the Nirvana thing was like, you know, whether that, I mean, you know, half Japanese opened up for Nirvana. I mean, did that right. make a big difference? I mean, did, that doesn't matter. You know, right. that, sure. I mean, they, Nirvana made gestures Really nice gestures to you know embrace yeah, to, to, to you know to like to say who they yeah. were influenced by and stuff like that. But Nirvana were a classic rock band from the time they started, and it really had nothing to do. I mean, it didn't have not to say that it had nothing to do with indie rock as it existed, but you know they they immediately sort of outclassed all of that stuff and went to another level. But mm-hmm. meanwhile, it all still existed on its level, and I believe, and I, my belief is that whether Nirvana happened or not. That yeah, Sebado yeah, Pavement or whatever would have experienced the same level of, of popularity and would have, you know... Yeah. And would have dipped and, you know, <laughs> like our, our popularity would have would have followed the same trajectory. That there was did. that 90s thing that happened. I mean, it, it was, I guess it's... <sighs> punk and hardcore influenced uh, rock and roll that, you know, you can, you can do stuff that, that's not... Uh, you know, obviously, it's out of, out of the anything prog or or, or 
music schoolish and, mm-hmm. and into the you know the the self taught self learned right. stuff, but without necessarily that abrasive edge that punk and hardcore had into a more melodic thing, but still distorted. Yeah, stuff like that. And I, guess. I mean, it take, just yeah, taking off a little bit of the. The anti-social aspects of fucking you know? right, right. Like it was less about like pointing fingers and screaming, and he, you know, it was more about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I just remember when I when Pavement first came around. I mean, Sebado were very much like we were a pretty aggressive, almost terroristic kind of band when we started. I mean, yeah. we kind of really we were pretty edgy, you know. Yeah. Um, but I remember when like Pavement came around, Teenage Fan Club. I mean, these guys were like smiling on stage, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Right? <laughs> like, they're smiling on stage, super chunk too. You know, it's like they they were like happy, you know. And there was like this there there was this kind of blossoming of like things kind of took a less you know intensely dark you know thing in the mid '90s. Was it a, sw- a, a change of drugs or something? What, what, what? I don't know what it was. I just think it was people. I, th- I think it was people who were just. I don't know. You know. I mean, God, there's. I guess you kind of come up with theories of, about why that would be. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I noticed it because I mean, I was such an angry. Things that I did were so intense and like, rah, you know. I mean, I was. I mean, Sebado, even though we were quiet and we were sort of you know sensitive, quote unquote. I mean, we were very. I mean, we were. I don't know. On the first few records, but do you feel like you, tra- you transitioned out of that into more? I, I mean, did. We did for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, did. I would say to me, you did. Yeah. We did for sure. We did do that. I mean, but, and um, what what brought that about for you personally? Um, just growing up. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, maybe growing up. I mean, I don't know. I mean. I, Well, I don't know. I mean, at the heart of what I do, I mean, I really love songs and I love melody and all that stuff. And, you know, and I don't necessarily want to, <laughs> I mean, probably, you probably could cut it down to just like, I, I stopped writing out of like this pot sort of marijuana paranoid mm-hmm. state, you know, and I just started writing more of just, from just, that's what I, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting into kind of thick territory i can't really we like thick territory here. <laughs> sort it out but it was like i was coming i was like i guess i sort of hit a period where i was maybe happier personally and yeah and uh you know my, i mean i was playing to bigger audiences and you know i mean maybe i just didn't really want to like fucking fuck with people that much right. anymore i don't know maybe it just didn't seem like that's really what i wanted to do yeah i mean i still fuck with people i mean sebado has a long tortured history of just like crazy live shows that really turn people off and to even, this, even now well not not so much now i mean not for ages but you know all you have to do is play a couple of fucked up shows and act like an asshole on stage a few times and that's you become an asshole that's your yeah that's you so do you have that reputation oh, absolutely nice. and there's there's places where you can't even i mean there's still people you know you mentioned my name they're like he's an asshole what, what shit what what do you do like uh, with crew or, or like oh no no audience audience yeah always always never crew never like people that i know and stuff that's always i mean that's always like that's sacred ground you have to be so thankful to those people that those people those are the people that i that you i mean yeah never never personally i mean 
But so yeah, on, on stage, I mean, I could be the, I can't hear myself in the monitor. Right. Sorry, everybody, I don't have the right guitar in tonight. You know, just that right. kind of shit. Yeah, you know, like yeah, where, yeah. You're, where you're like on stage and you're like, you're allowing your insecurities to show. And I think for me, it was like, I always thought, oh, it's really, you know, I should really be real on stage and say how I'm feeling. But basically, if you, if you, you know, if you walk out on stage and you're like, I'm having a bad night tonight, and you tell people that every, everybody in that audience, I mean, ex- you know, except for a few people that have really great senses of humor or they're musicians themselves, are going to be like, what the fuck is the problem? Right. No, we're all here to see you play. Why yeah, are you whining about it? We paid you, to yeah. watch you play, and we're really here for you, and we want this to be a positive. I mean, like, why are you turning, why are you turning this on us now? Mm-hmm. This isn't and is fair. it usually is it usually product of like lack of sleep and just <laughs> lack tour, of sleep and our alcohol pot yeah. you know bad combinations of things. Did you do do you smoke weed before you play ever or, or did you uh, used to? Oh, I used to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't so much anymore. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I used to sometimes get just punishingly high and then, yeah. then walk out on stage and. I mean, it, it was just funny how, like, when you're, when I feel like when I was younger, I would put myself through these things, those kind of, like, I call them, like, chem- chemical rites of passage, you mm-hmm. know? Like, instead of, like, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, instead of experiencing all those, you know, intense things that your fathers would have to experience, whether it be warfare or this or that or blah, 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 you know, like, you know, or... But that's, that's... Uh, your- you put yourself through these incredible, like, you tax yourself yeah. and force yourself to live through extreme... Duress, you know, physical, mental duress, and come out the other side. And I was doing that often, like in a public. That's, I feel like that's your generation, man. Honestly, like oh, wow. that, like the like the generation like ten years above me. Wow. Like my for my my fault. I mean, like obviously, I grew up smoking weed and doing like psychedelics. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But like, we didn't get into like. I mean, obviously, there's the coke people or whatever, but that's like a certain type, you know, and, yeah. and the heroin people. But it's like a certain type. We like by and large my my and obviously listeners you'll you'll probably have discrepancies against this but my people we never got deep into drugs like oh. you know and I know you you've struggled with that yeah but you're able to you you you, you drink you're drinking wine and you you know and yeah. I, I don't know and you so you can you don't have to like do the whole like twelve stepper like cut everything no off I don't type be, thing. I mean I I could. Sure, sure. And I do. I mean, I I do do cut everything off. I mean, I I just think, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's been, I mean, I mean, the fact is, I mean, I just look back right now, you know, I just turned 48 years old. It's really easy to look back and just go like, really, you can just see the destruction that alcohol causes, like just among, in people's lives, in my life. That's kind of the worst one it's, in my mind. It's fucking the worst. Yeah. Like that, absolutely, like you look back and just like, fuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, but you know, you're saying psychedelics, to me, that was a big thing for me too. It's like, okay. hey, you fucking take a hit of acid and try to play a show. Yeah. How about that? I never did that. <laughs> You've never done that? I never did that. No, well, because <laughs> I quit, like, I quit that's doing those really before my music career. I mean, that was like high school. Uh, no, my... You're all about it. Oh yeah, and there was that the band, the Thirteenth Floor Elevators. Yeah, you know, sure. They it was their band policy that they all had to be tripping on acid for every show. Oh the only God. person who didn't do it was the drummer. Okay, like he had a couple. He had a couple of bad experiences, and he's like, I can't do it. Yeah. So they allowed him to not do it, but everybody else in that band had to take acid every t- time before they played. It's absurd. I and mean, then that's an incredible like. 
Anyway, yeah, but I mean, but something's I, gonna happen. I mean, something different is gonna happen. That's for sure. I'm it's not, not gonna it's be not boring. Really, I mean, it's something different. Yeah, for them at least. For them, you know. But then you, you you listen to the live Thirteenth Floor Elevators stuff, and it's like you know. Sounds like a rockin' band. Yeah. <laughs> Getting their so way. they were able to, they're basically, they're basically yeah. fighting the effects they're of They're fighting, the exactly, exactly. The That's time. the weird thing about it, is you, you put yourself in the position of fighting against yeah. this shit, which yeah. is like such a strange... Well, it's the same with weed, it's like, if you if you go, like, I played a couple shows high, I, I definitely don't do it now, and, and I definitely don't make it, you know, I know some of my band members occasionally have done that. But like, I don't like it, and if I find out, I don't, I don't like it uh, because I like you know I I, I, uh, right. I, I I've done it before, and like I, I I it's like my timing gets off, and I get like super like like our tempos will get real slow, you know, oh, yeah. shit like that. Oh yeah, but <laughs> I've done it so many no, so many times I can't even. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong; it's fun. To well, do it's it. not that fun, honestly. I mean, because then you can. I I mean, like I've had it. plenty. Of, I've had plenty of freakouts where you know you get high and it's like I'm too loud in the monitor. Right. Turn right, me right. down. Then you're like, it's down too much. Turn it. I mean, like you yeah. lose that. I mean, it. It's a drag. I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't do. I mean, fuck. I'm fucking forty eight years old. I don't do that <laughs> so much anymore. Yeah. Just because it makes it harder. Like, my life now is about making shit. I mean, I just want it to be easy. I want to get out there. I want to get out there and just, like, let my instincts take over and Mm -hmm. let the fact that I've fucking, you know, I've spent the better part of my life playing music and enjoying it and... And I'm you fun. know what to do when you're out there. I know what there. to it's do. Just, yeah. I love it, and I love to sing, and it makes me feel, you know, you know, singing and playing is, like, at the root of, like, just me trying to stay healthy in my life. Yes. You know, that's so, you know, that's something, and now, you know, that just becomes more and more precious every time I do it. So things that, like, get in the, in the way of that are definitely, like, you know, I just, I'm just, you know, I'm not making a big decision, like, hey, I'm not drinking anymore, right. I'm not, it's like, no, look, I don't even, I mean, it's like, I'm just, I can't, so. You don't, I mean, and, you, and it sounds like you don't have that, like, you know, some people just can't stop no it's a real self i mean it's a real self-destructive thing and i think it comes from really intense personal issues and you know i mean i you know the fact is like my mama loved me and you know that's where'd you (laughs) where'd you grow up well i was born in dayton and i that's right dayton yeah i was born in dayton and all my family still is from there cool my um well most of them i mean i've got hundreds of cousins and stuff in dayton and uh my great grandfather Lewis, who I was named after, he was okay. the, he was the mayor of Dayton in the fifties for okay. a year or two, and then um, not Lewis, he was Lewis Lori. But um, then I moved to Michigan when I was very young, like maybe two years old, and I lived in Michigan until I was twelve. So, okay. um, kind of grew up in the Midwest and spending a lot of time going back and forth between uh, Jackson, Michigan, and Dayton. You know, because mm-hmm. my family really has really strong ties. My both my mother and father come from very large families, and do you, get, were, do you spend a lot of time back in Dayton? Or? I don't. I mean, I've been living in LA for a really long time, and I've got really I got really isolated out in LA because no one would come out and visit me, and and I toured so much that I've actually really fallen out of touch with Dayton. But I've kind of gone through a recent change in my life where, you know, where things things have changed, and I want my kids to see their family, and I want my, I want to. Tr- I want to just get in a, force my kids into a van and drive them places that that's they don't great. want to go. You know, that's what, what I want. To, what, what, that's my what, next step. What clicked? Uh, 
I got, I mean, you know, I got divorced, you know, okay. in the middle of the divorce. I mean, I had a very, you know, and I, I mean, I met a, a girl who's just more, uh, I don't know, we just, we, we were laid on a real emotional level. I mean, she's from Minnesota. She's got this kind of Midwestern upbringing. She's real close to her fr- family. Um, I've got a couple of kids that, you know, and you just, I don't know. Just basically, like, look, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to live an isolated life. I don't want my mm-hmm. kids to never see the. Their, I want my kids to be. I want to force my kids to. I want to drive them to date and, and go to a fucking family reunion and have them just see a swarm of people right. who look kind of like them. These are, these, are <laughs> these are the people. Yeah. And I want to make you know. I want to do that. I want to have the hellish. I want to have the hellish like ten hour car trip with the kids. That's and, bonding time. <laughs> you know, I want. I want the. I want to do that before they're too old, and yeah. I want to like. How old are they? They're nine and four right now. Okay. So now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. And you know, and I want to be closer to my mom and dad, so I'm moving back east. You know, I want to be close to my mom and dad. Oh, you are. You're leaving LA. I'm leaving LA. You're moving to. I'm moving back east. Like I had moved to Massachusetts when I was twelve. Right. So basically, where I grew up and like my where my heart really is is Massachusetts. Okay. That's where my family lives. That's where my dinosaur Junior still are based there. Mm Um, Jason and Bob from Sabado are living in New York, so it's, okay. that's fairly whatever. It's generally Close the enough. same area. So I'm going back east to be, you know, I'm going back east for the next part of my life. You know, I just, I guess, I, you know, I lived this kind of crazy life. I tried to, you know, I mean, it wasn't crazy. I mean, nothing I do is crazy. I'm a very domestic person, but you know, I mean, I lived my life. You know, I had my LA life, and I did that, and I loved it, and. Sorry to leave, but I'm going back to just be with my family, you know, for mm-hmm. you know, to, to spend time with them, and you know, and you're going through a change, yeah, and to be with my family. I just yeah. want to be with my, I want to be with my family, and for whatever that entails, whatever, whatever, whatever that means, you know. I mean, I'm, I don't have any. I just want to be. I want to be around them. I want my kids to be around yeah. them, and you know, and I'm just. You, I mean, you know, time goes, and you're not getting younger. You, you know, no, you're not really fucking. I mean, that that shit. I mean, it's cliche, but man, yeah, it but it's true. It, it happens. It's I like, mean, that's one of the reasons I moved back to Cincinnati. To be honest, really, yeah, because yeah. I, I lived in the Bay Area for right. For that's right. Many okay. years. And, that's what I heard. And uh, yeah, I just, I just felt like I, I felt disconnected. Yeah, you know, and and I felt like all right, it's time to like. Yeah, just reestablish roots or something like that. I wish that. I did it when I was your age. <laughs> I, better, better now than, than later. You know what I mean? Like better now than ever. Um, okay, well, let, let's talk a little bit about like recording and stuff. Uh, you know, I, I grew up doing the the home recording thing. You know, and I, I think you started in that same way. And I think uh, maybe you still work like that. Maybe I don't know. Sure, of course. Yeah. 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 I'm not of course. I don't know. Oh, no. I'm saying of course to myself. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. No, say it's it. <laughs> Condescending way. I'm saying, like, yeah, I mean, that's that's where I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable mm-hmm. by myself. So you, I mean, I know you did, you had some studio records, like, done. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you still do that ever or not? Are you just I don't like. I really have, have the mo- I mean, to be, you know, perfectly honest, like, I don't have the money for that. Right. So, I mean, studio studios are expensive. Yes. I mean that's and these days you don't need to do that. I mean you know you don't need to. I mean, um, no, you don't. But uh, it's expensive. So, do you work on computers nowadays? I did. I've, I've been working on like I started. I got you know the first time that you know Pro Tools came out with the Digi Oh Oh One. The first time it was like where it was like nine hundred bucks. I was like I bought it. I was like because yeah. I've been doing a lot of Pro Tools over. 
I had a band called the Folk Implosion. Yeah, sure. That, um, you know, that was like mid '90s uh, into the late '90s, and we did. I mean, Pro Tools was like it became our thing. We loved it. I mean, early Pro, like the guy that I worked with, this guy Wally Gagle, he was a early adapter to Pro Tools. So okay. I sat over that guy's shoulders and watched him do Pro Tools for several years, and was just fucking intrigued by the that was, possibilities. That was stuff of you were doing in in, a, in the studio setting. Yes. Well, I mean, it was a studio setting, but it was basically like he was. It, it was basically him set up with his stuff in a practice space, okay. really, like in Boston. I had a really so the, good, the, all the folk composure stuff you guys did like that. Well, not the not the very early stuff. Okay. I mean, there's stuff out that the very the first two. No, actually, there was one. We we did several EPs. You know, seven inches. You know, the kids soundtrack thing. The kids soundtrack the first stuff I heard. Yeah, half of that stuff is actually four track. Full okay, on four okay. track that I did myself, like in our cool. in John's house. And yeah. then the, but then the other half is like actually, actually that's all tape. Mm-hmm. But right after that, after we kind of had that. After that, we did that. We started working on a new record, and we actually we did that record on ADAT. Anyway, <laughs> remember ADAT? Wow, <laughs> we did ADAT. We did our second record, Dare to Be Surprised, on ADAT. Uh huh. But I was working with this guy Wally, who just real he just he was really into new shit, you right? Know? And he had a friend who was a real early adapter to, to Pro Tools. We did some mic, like we did some uh, remixes on. Pro Tools, and he was like, "What the? This stuff is amazing." Yeah, and for the, editing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like this that. must have been ninety six, ninety seven, and then um, he got Pro Tools, and we, we and when I moved to L A, he just moved his rig out to. He just got it all in my house in L A, and we recorded a record in my house in L A on Pro Tools. The, the fo- uh, focal plosion. Yeah, it was one part lullaby. Okay, and uh, you know we did it on Pro Tools, and I loved it. I thought it was fucking great. Um, I, I, <laughs> I loved it, and at that time I watched. And then, so shortly after that, you know that, and it was really expensive at that time, like thousands, you know. And then they put out that Digio One that was nine hundred bucks. And I went right to Guitar Center and bought that little box and bought my fucking uh, G three, my Mac G three right, desktop, right. and I fucking set. That I had up. one of those. Yeah, I had my friend set it up, and that thing still works to this day. I mean, it doesn't. Do you, is that what you use now? No, no, but I could. You could. I could. What you, what's, what's your what's your like? To, now I'm fucked. Now I'm fucked because my life is so fucked up right now. Because okay. I'm in the middle of a divorce. Because it's a divorce. Yeah. Divorce. It's been. I mean, it's literally like it's been the most. I mean, it's like it's, it's too. I mean, to change my life. I mean, basically, you're talking about. I mean, you, I've been living my life. 20, for 25 years one way to totally change that life is going to take a while right <laughs> so and to do it and to do it in a way that where you know where you're not you've been married for, you were married for 25 years I was with a woman for 25 years wow I was not That's married for 25 years big transition I was not married for 25 years but we were together we yeah. were more or less married for 25 years so to make that transition it's like it's going to take I mean, and to do it and not be a complete asshole, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> to not be the fucking legendary, like, I, and then he, then he just left. Right, right. <laughs> Babies were crying on the floor, and he was like, <laughs> he never baby. came back. You know, yeah. like, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do that. You know, it's like, I'm actually going to, like, make this trans, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm basically going to be, sit in the middle of this whirlwind and try to work it out, work it out yeah. and be as fucking kind as I possibly can yeah. to everybody involved, which is like, the most fun, 
It's been, it's, been <laughs> that is like a challenge. You've been doing so. it for a while. It sounds yeah, like. it's like I'm in the middle. I'm almost two years into it now. But there's, I heard there's, the Mark Maron episode that you a, did, and you were you sound like you had you were in it at that point. Well, no, I was. I don't. That's I, I look back at those days like <laughs> that's that was nothing, even huh? nothing. This is yeah. nothing. I mean, like, uh. but it's you know there's you know there's it's it's amazing how things. I mean, it's but shit changes and it takes a while. So sure. Anyway, I. Right now, I'm like totally in. Tr- I mean, flux, man. So you're not really, you're not really working right now. I am. You know, I'm writing. I got a bunch of songs. You know, and when I get any fucking time I possibly can, it's like I'm. I got a little, like an, another Pro Tools basic thing. You know, with a little tiny little Avid box with the two inputs on sure. it, and, and your little you got to do it or whatever. You got to put in your exactly. Then you got to put in your little fucking. USB thing right, to make it right. all work, which is such bullshit. And then I don't like. It. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm very I'm in a very I'm very frustrated with my recording situation right now because I can't. I just got mine like <laughs> honed and set up. I'm fucking. I bought a new. I bought a like a uh, what did I buy? I bought a I bought a really good like inter like apogee. Uh, no, it's Damn. like a pre a preamp. Okay. Um, I'm such a I'm such an idiot about gear. Like I can't tell anybody. But it's the thing you put the mic into before you put it. Yes. Into thing. Yeah. And it's a really good one. Like a UA or something <laughs> like that. Yes. And it cost. Well, I don't think it was a UA, but it, it cost like fucking two thousand dollars. Oh wow. Um, but I was like, I have to do this because I mean, I just have to have something that is softening whatever I'm doing before it hits this fucking computer. Yeah. Because <laughs> the computer, it's like it when like when you're talking about those G3 days, it really was like. Recording was like throwing a penny in the ocean. Like that, the sound of it was like this, like this ab- abyss of of digital emptiness. Do you know what I'm saying? After you're used to recording on, I tape. know exactly what you're saying. And I I went to great lengths to to to. I mean, I actually really. I mean, I feel like I really figured it out because I mean, I sat with that fucking G3 and that Digi 001, and I. Took years, but I figured out a way to make it. You really had to do stuff I mean, to I it. Do stuff. I mean, yeah. really do stuff to it, and then then learn your plugins, and yeah. then learn what you want to do before, it, and then do shit before it even gets into that exactly, computer. Exactly. Exactly. That's Those a big part of pedals and do whatever. Do that do. first, and yeah. do shit you can't change. You yeah. Know, before yeah. you put, you know, like, and do a mixture of all that stuff. I had a real, I had a real good system worked out, and I did a couple of solo records that way. Mm-hmm. With what I, with with like this my. What I figured out, and, and I remember like when I would do it, and then I would bring it into studios to do the final mixes, and they would be, they're like, "Oh, you actually did a pretty good job." Yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Really? Great!" Because <laughs> I would always just think like, "I don't know what the fuck I'm doing." Yeah. But I would, whenever I would get into a clinical situation where they were like making the, we were basically mixing down the records, and be like, "You know, this is actually pretty good." Like, great. Yeah, yeah. That's but it took me a while, man. And now I'm, but I basically I lost my my G3 pretty much tapped out. So I don't use my Digi one anymore. So I'm I'm kind of like lost right now. I'm just using this fucking duo going into the. But do you and you and you haven't really been working much. Do you do you, like on recording? I mean. Yeah, I mean I'm playing plenty. You I play think. a lot. Yeah. Do you feel when you're not recording stuff? Do you feel sort of like in a way like lost or in some weird no man's land no, kind of no, thing? Totally, I feel yeah. I get that way. There's nothing that makes me happier than recording, I swear yeah. to God. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that's like, unless this is what I do, it makes me more happy than anything mm-hmm. else. I mean, mm-hmm. like, and I can actually say that even more strongly now that I've been through my, my periods of, like, you know, drugs and all that stuff. And 
I'm like, when am I absolutely my happiest? I mean, it's like either, you know, it's like if I'm recording and I actually get stuff done, I'm like, I am like so happy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I feel, (laughs) I I feel like, I think, I think I've figured it out in a way it is, I don't, as, as a man, (laughs) I don't know myself emotionally, like Mm. off the bat, Mm. um, and I say as a man, but of course some men do. It ta- it takes me time and reflection to understand myself psychologically and emotionally. And f- for me, I do it through the lens of music. That's really interesting. So I like that. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I wish. So, so I, so <laughs> I want to like, take what you just said and, and tell that to my like to yeah. people in my life. Look, I mean, because <laughs> so I, I try so to when I record, <laughs> so when I record, when I write, I like that's that. me sorting things out for that's myself. Really nice, man. Do you know I what I'm saying? That. I look through the lens of because it's really true. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Oh. <laughs> That's sweet because that's like I I really find myself stumbling over that exact explanation. But the flip side of that is when I'm not working on 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 new music mm. and stuff, I feel insane, and I yeah. get insane, and yeah. I do insane shit, and I say insane shit to people well, because I'm not like I settled a, or something. I found grounded. a way. To, I found a way personally to sort of take that edge off. It's just journal, like writing in journals, like w- w- waking okay. up in the morning and spending like. 45 minutes writing shit down off the top of my head. Yeah. That helps. Can they, do they turn into songs? They could. Yeah. They will. Let's just say they will. <laughs> I'm Right now I'm building up these things because I don't have that time, but I swear to God I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about because I don't have that outlet. And I started doing it because, I don't know, I mean, I, I actually, what did I do? I think I, my girlfriend and I, like, she, she's an artist too, so we, not a musical artist, but she's a... She does designs knitwear and she's real creative. And but we both were like, you know, how are we going to survive this fucking crazy time? You yeah. know, how are we going to focus what we're doing? And she actually had this book. I can't remember what it was, what it's called, but it's like, you know, you know, cat. It's, it's something. Che- it seems cheesy, you know. It's, and it feels weird doing, but it's like, I you know how to capture your inner artist or whatever. And it's like in ten easy steps, you know. Right. And we're like, fuck it, let's just do this. And like, first thing, we've only made it to one step, but the one step was like, you know, sit down in the morning and write down everything off the top of your head mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. get it out. And yeah, you know. So there's a time. You say forty five minutes. There's a time. Well, I mean, you're supposed to. It's it's basically like fill three pages. In fill the three pick. pages. Okay. Yeah, just fill three pages with the shit right off the top of your head. Right. Right. Right off the top. Whatever it is, even if you have to repeat one thing over and over and over again, just fill it. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's like, you know, these are, whatever. These are things I'm interested in. These kind <laughs> whatever. of routines. These kind of routines. It's these kind of like you know? because I, I I'm. You know, I'm 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 trying to start meditating. I don't want to say trying to start. I've started meditating, but like I'm just just floundering about it and trying to figure it out. Yeah, that's a tough one. These sort of like <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I do this. These are the kind of things that I'm definitely looking for yeah, in my I've, life as stability. I you know, I'm I'm nice to journal all the time anyway, which I think was a really big part of my writing. It always was. I mean, yeah, totally and your honest. and your writing is tinged with that sort of personal sure, you gotta I mean that's where I mean, but but I mean, I find if I write anyway, I'm not a real like you know today. I can't even write a complete sentence. Yeah, I basically write fragments and I write songs, you know. So and I always like end up write. I rhyme shit that shouldn't even be rhyme. Right. I'm just writing off the top of my head. I'm always trying to rhyme and always trying to. So, but anyway, it's like I've always I did that in my my most creative periods, my happiest periods of my life. 
So it's something I'm trying to do now just to keep myself, like you said, like what, how you're feeling. It's like from, yeah, because it's fucking insane. Yeah. When you don't have that outlet. It's insane. It's fucking, I find, I mean, you know, and, and to me, I mean, it, the weird thing about it is that even though I have this whole life of being a creative person, like I have, I almost have a hard time just going like, you know, I'm a creative person and I'm an artist and even owning that because I almost feel like that's like an asshole thing to do. Like I'm an artist, you know, like even that kind of shit, but you know, it's like, fuck man. I tend to, I tend to have, you know, I have felt that way along the way. Like, like I had a girlfriend years ago and, you know, she was always like, I don't know, she teaching in schools and volunteering here and there. And I was just like, I just go over to my house and I record shit and I, you know, and I, and I felt guilty about it for a long time, you know? Mm. And I think it is good to have, I have a volunteer job now that I do, you know, Oh sweet, it's good, but like, (laughs) (laughs) it's just, it's like at a studio for kids. It's cool. Sweet. But, um, now I feel like, honestly, I mean, I'm saying this right now and my mind changes all the time, but I, I feel like what we do is one one of the greatest services as a human it's like you're 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 taking what you can take from the universe you're, you're like your spiritual side of yourself right. and i don't say that in a, in an overblown whatever way you're taking what you know you're tapping in somehow to to the greater whatever it is and then taking that back and reporting back to people and then they 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 Use that to to fill fulfill their spiritual side. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because not everyone has the gift of song. You know what I mean? I think certain people yeah. do have that more than others. Well, it's weird. I mean, I guess for me, it's like it's always weird for me to think that's a gift. I'm like, because but then, you but know, it is. But I guess it is. You know? Yeah, it is. You you come, it's weird. It's you like I guess things, it is. You have it's things like, that pop into your head. You have melodies. You have words that pop into your head. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a really cool Neil Young thing recently. I had some morning, I can't remember. It was kind of when I was just making this real conscious effort, like, I got to get back to, you know, writing and thinking about it. And and one of the things you were supposed to do, according to the, it was like, you know, listen to things you like, or not listen, but look at, I mean, any kind of artist you are, like, look at the things that affect you and write down what you feel about it. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit down and listen to Neil Young for like two hours and just write about the shit and just write about what I'm thinking about and, and, and you know with the beauty of YouTube and stuff is like you know you can just find these Going amazing serious rabbit <laughs> it's amazing and yeah. I ended up seeing this thing about that Neil Young did about songwriting and he was, his idea was like you, know, you just you know the first thing you think of when you sit down and you play something the first thing that pops into your head like pay attention to it yeah, because it's That's coming. That's it's gold. coming from somewhere. Yeah, you know. I mean, you're trust you're, it. Trust your yourself. impulse is like to say, oh, "It's just the first thing that popped." I was like, "But that actually comes from somewhere." And I was like, "Absolutely, fuck." Yeah, it's true. He's a wise motherfucker. <laughs> that, he said he he uh, on this other something I watched. He he was saying like somebody asked him how he came up with songs or what his uh, process is or something, and he said. He doesn't force it, but if ever he if ever something pops into his head or an idea, mm-hmm. he'll be at a party or whatever. He will walk out and he will go yeah. ex- straight to his room where he works or whatever, or go you know work in the car or whatever. Yeah, and like do that. Like always right. follow that. Never never not follow. That's, a, that's cr- it's that crazy because I'm old man and I can't. I still that's still something where I'm like do it. 
Yeah. You just thought of it, fucking put it down. Yeah. Wherever, you know, exactly, like, you know, because it means something. And, you, and anything that means something like that. And that's your job. You need it. It's, it that's you your need job. It. Exactly. You need it. And, you know, it's, it's, you don't, I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely feels like a, I don't know. But anyway, that's. It's, it's some kind of shamanic conduit shit. That's the way I feel about it. It can be, you know. I mean, I, I, I just know. know how much better I feel, you know. I, mean, I just yeah. know that how much better I feel when I write and I sing and I, like, I just know that it, like, makes me feel so much better. Yeah. And it makes me better to the people that are around me mm-hmm. and it makes me better to, like, so, you know. And the service is that, that you know, there, there are people that listen to what you do and it makes them feel better. Yeah, I you mean, know I, well, I know what music does for me. So exactly. And I mean, that's why, like, that, you know, time I was listening to, I mean, I was like, I'm going to listen to Neil Young because his songs speak to me, you know? Is he says it, shit that, like, just, like, he says things that mean something to I me. I had a Neil Young day uh, yesterday, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, or two days ago, actually. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I did After the Gold Rush and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, on the beach and or whatever. On the beach, man. That's a I good tell you, one. There's a really good bootleg out there. Oh yeah. Of him playing, I think it's him playing a sh- solo show in New York, and I think it was right on the heels of like him doing a crazy CSNY tour. But he basically he just sits down, he does this show, and it's like all of the songs from On the Beach, some of the songs from Zuma. Okay. And like just as he had like he had just written them. And it's just him and a guitar, and it's fucking great. I think it's it's a classic. I mean, I guess to Neil Young fans, it's this you know holy grail of yeah. Of, but it's I'll have to check that. Unbelievable! Out, man. It's really cool, and it's like it's it's at that period of where he had just come. You know, it's, um, I don't know. I I wish I could remember what I think it's the is it the bottom line or it's some really famous New York. He did an impromptu, you know, secret acoustic right. show, and he walked out, and he just fucking laid all this stuff down. A lot of it was from on the beach, and he tells little stories about, like, I got really high before I wrote this song, and this is, you know, and he describes how he got high and whatever, and then he, yeah, he does, it's great. That dude can perform, man. Like, <laughs> He's really good. I saw, I saw him uh, I've just never seen about him. 10 years ago. Uh, in Berkeley at the Berkeley Auditorium, which is a pretty small place, it's like maybe I say a thousand cap at the at the most uh, seated, mm. and uh, he he basically introduced Joanna Newsom to the world. At, you know, I don't know. I mean, she they, you know, she opened for him. She opened for him. Holy so that was fuck. the first time I had seen her, oh, and uh, I went on to watch her a lot after that. And yeah, she's a great performer she's herself, fucking... but she fucking ripped it. She killed it. Oh my and god! Then, and then, she opened for the wow. Yeah, and oh then he got up god. there, and he had he had like forty guitars, a piano, a pump organ, a pipe organ, and he ended up playing like maybe, you know, a fifth of the things up there. But but he he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. he was great. Do we need to end soon? I think we do. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine, man. It's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, I really like your. <laughs> what did you say? As a male, sorting out your 
Man, yeah, just, just sorting it. out the, the, the songwriting problem. I mean, because I swear I've tried to say that before, and like I get halfway into that explanation, and I just get this look like... It's just that it's, just <laughs> that like, it's hard, you know, like- <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard to process. I think, I, you know, I think a lot of men, but I, I, I definitely am slow to process things within me, and, you know, it, it, the music yeah, is, have, is my way of processing, I think. I, have a, I mean, the thing about, no, it's absolutely true. I totally relate to that. And for me, I mean, it's the thing about it, too is you know a lot of the stuff like I'm going through this big change like I'm still like swear to God trying to figure out shit that happened like six years ago right no, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying you know man. which is like you know because when people are looking at me like What's, what are you doing like you just did this and I'm like look I'm like I'm about six years behind yeah. what's actually happening in my life right, right that's now. what I'm saying I'm still trying to figure out how the fuck I even let shit happen I mean I'm like I'm trying to like go you know, and I want to. I want to figure out a way to put. I want to. I want to make sense of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. One day I'll get <laughs> faster at it and be able to do it off the cuff or whatever. Understand? Well, it's funny life. how when you're young you can do it off the cuff a bit. You know, when you. I feel like I was when I was young. I was actually able to do it pretty off the cuff. I could do stuff off the cuff. Yeah. And describe how, but then just as I get older and just this, how things just become so much more complicated, and then. And I mean, it's also the the idea that, like, you know, the people that are you're writing about are going to listen to this shit, and the people that are going right. like, to, you know, I mean, it, so you it get just more, starts you get more like compounding. Conscious like, of all. Of, of I mean, all yeah, because yeah. like when you're first doing it, I mean, it's like there's a there's a there's a beautiful there's lack an innocent of self, urgency. innocent, yeah, and lack of self consciousness about it, and yeah. then also there's a real hum- humility to it too, because you you're just like, ah, no one's going to listen to this, right? It doesn't matter, right? You know? And, and it truly is just a personal thing. But once you realize people are going to listen, it does change everything. It changes the yeah. way that it changes it. And, it, and it's, and it, I, I really struggle. I mean, I've, I'm just always trying to figure out, you know, like, just to say to myself, like, that's okay. It's just a challenge. Yeah. You can just, you, you know that now. That just means whatever you're going to do has to become more nuanced right. <laughs> and more kind and more emotionally intelligent. You know? yeah. but, but basically it's like, but that's a big, that's a tall order. You know? yeah. like, okay, more nuanced, more emotionally intelligent. To have to consider anything <laughs> at all is a tall order. I, like it should, it should just be like straight You should be able to just come straight right to the out. tape or whatever. Yeah, it, but. Sh- it should. And it has, but you know what? I've had that before, so it's like. I've had those moments. I've lived them. I've loved it. Yeah. You know, now it's like, you know, I mean, if I got to, if I got to like reach in a little bit deeper and figure and take my time more to figure it out, it's like, that's just the way it's going to have to be. Yeah. You know. Sometimes you got to sort. That's a good note to end on. I've been sitting here with Lou Barlow in Indianapolis. Say bye to these people. Hey, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Count it off, smart guy. The Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com. You can donate to that via PayPal. And please do. That's the only way that I generate income by this podcast. I don't have any sponsors. I'm not on a network. I haven't had any luck with any of that shit. Now, I haven't tried that hard. Now, I've been trying desperately to get a hold of the dude from Feral Audio, Dustin, which at some point he told me he was down. I don't know. Can we get this going, Dustin? Please donate. That money goes to an account that I use uh, to get more podcasts. I use it to get hotel rooms uh, when I go out of town to get podcasts, basically. So... 
please support if you enjoy it support it you know no brainer you guys so I, I i felt very lucky to have lou on here one thing that i definitely took from him and i've been doing for the since since i saw him since we had that conversation is that writing journal entries in the morning okay so every morning i wake up go and i sit and i write the uh three pages in a journal usually while i sit on the toilet if that's uh, appropriate to the timing or at the desk depending but yeah that's been cool i i don't know what the sum of the work is or anything like that it's just it's a matter of getting the brain going i think to be creative during the day so yeah you should try it and i have been keeping up with my meditation uh most days you know even uh two nights ago i i spent all day and i didn't meditate and i didn't do that much and i had kind of a rough day and then i went and hung out with my buddy scott for a day and uh he told me he's like all right what are you gonna do when i leave here and i'm like well i'm gonna work on some music and i wanted to i didn't know if i would but he was like all right and meditate i was like all right so he left and i went straight upstairs and i sat down i just did a 10 minute that's what he suggested just do a quick 10 minutes i did a nice 10 minute meditation deep breathing that's what i've been doing i got that from uh av tear dave portner from that episode this is the thing i do get a lot out of these conversations that's the thing out of each person that i talk to i do take something from those conversations and integrate it into my life or into my philosophy of life it's been very helpful for me to do these so yeah so i did my deep breathing felt it you know in my in my core in my body and, uh, and then moved downstairs to the studio and worked on a song and came up with some interesting harmonies and and uh wrote a little uh, extension of the melody in a way a little uh, a flourish i guess on the melody that i think sounds good so yeah those things can be very helpful grounding all right let's get out of here i'll see you guys next week with a new podcast i don't know what it'll be i'm heading down to athens on friday uh for my buddy's wedding reception so geez maybe i'll maybe i'll speak to someone down there i don't know that's a possibility there'll be people hanging around i imagine you guys have a wonderful week and keep wandering keep wandering keep wandering keep wandering Thank you.
an outro, actually. It sounds more like an outro. I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> or something like that. I've made 